Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good morning, and good evening. I'm Johnny from the North Bank, and welcome to another Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. This is the preview podcast, a podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Today, I'm joined by Dan Potsy and Fergus from our main pod to discuss the upcoming home game against Bournemouth. Welcome, lads. Hello, Johnny. How are you, mate? You good? I'm good. I'm good. I've got the, the little ones running around in the other room at the moment. So if anybody hears little girls screaming, it's because they're watching Netflix unsupervised. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. You're right. Yes. How are you doing, Ferg? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, I've just been watching some BT Sports this afternoon, so I just this lunchtime. What was on that channel? I don't know. I think Brighton were playing. Oh, were they? Okay, cool. Yeah. They spanked whoever they were playing, though. I've heard. Yeah, some lower lower league crappy side. Yeah, but at least they've got a nice bar in their stadium that fills beer up from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, we should get that. I remember that from the FA Cup final a couple of years back when we was playing Chelsea. <laughs> that was it was really good. <laughs> anyway, straight into it. Uh, team news. Like Everton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we were not getting. See, just because you're not hosting doesn't mean you get to be I, naughty. I, I'm, I'm stepping back. I'm stepping back. Yeah. <laughs> Down, boy. Anyway, uh, team news: Holding, Bellerin, and uh, Tierney. They're all pretty much getting back to full sharpness. Maybe Bellerin's a little bit off of off of uh, a bit of full full sharpness. But now that they're ready and raring to go, do we think that they will actually all three of them start? Uh, Dan, I'll come to you first. I don't think so. And um, it's quite depressing, actually, because I was really enjoyed on Thursday night with all the youngsters. And I just know it's going to go revert back to the Man United team. So I think Kalasinac will play ahead of Tierney, unfortunately. And I think that... Callum Chambers will stay at right back. Um, and I expect to see Lewis and Socrates in the team, unfortunately. Um, which doesn't fill me with joy, if I'm honest with you, because I think that we've got some players back now and it's quite exciting. But yeah, I'm not confident that they'll start, if I'm honest with you, Johnny. Mm. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from there. Ferg, what, what do you think? Do you think all three of them will start? No, I don't think all three. I've, I've, you've asked us to write down what team... That we think will start, and we'll we'll do that afterwards. And uh, uh, Dan has touched on a couple of players. I think that will start, but no, I don't see um, Bellerin starting for sure because Bellerin looked uh, just a little bit lethargic by the end of it, uh, a little bit I, 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 heavy-footed uh, on mm-hmm. Thursday night. He 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 just seemed like he wasn't just right there he needs he he needs i think he might sharpening. come if we've got if we've got a little bit of a lead he might come on and they might rotate and he'll be back more or less to full fitness after the international break i think on Thursday when pepe come on which i thought would happen i was hoping that um bellerin would come off um, so that he could, then I think he would have started tomorrow. But I think because he didn't and make the Niles come off, who I thought was didn't have the best of games anyway, I thought mm. that said enough for me. I was like, yeah, Bellerin's not going to play on Sunday. I, I think he just needs a bit of game time, 
uh, I think he's at a point now where he's just he needs a bit of match sharpness, and uh, he's he's just behind the others in in terms of match sharpness, such yeah. in game time in the under twenty threes and so on. Um, but look, looking at the other the rest of the squad, they've got uh, Lacazette is still out, so uh, we've got no fresh injury concerns, and uh, hopefully we'll welcome back the regulars. Uh, we made ten changes on Thursday. Uh, against Standard Liège. Thankfully, Zaka was on the bench. Bern Leno was given a bit of a rest. Uh, Abamyang and Matteo Granduzzi were on the bench. So I- I'm expecting all of them to start. <coughs> you know, but uh, looking at the stats head-to-head, Arsenal have won all five of their home games uh, against Bournemouth in all competitions. Now, our aggregate score is quite impressive. Uh, it's 16-4 and two against. I wouldn't mind a bit of that, you know. Mm. That would be that would be nice. Um, somewhere near around sixteen two. And, and, and that was that without Serge Gnabry. That was without Serge Gnabry, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, as he says, North London is red. It is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Bournemouth had taken only four points from eight Premier League meetings, with uh, their only victory coming at home in uh, January twenty eighteen. Mm, I remember so, it. Mm. Yeah, it was quite a shameful, a shameful game. I think we was all... that was that a two one or a one nil or something like that, wasn't it? I think I think we got we we was basically played off the park that day. It was towards it was... the end end of the, the end of the Wenger days, wasn't it? Yeah, that was basically the the the, the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people I know. Hmm. Uh, so and let's just hope that uh, we, we we can show a bit more backbone than we did then. Right, we were saying about formations. We're, we've obviously stuck with a back four all through the season, and obviously we've spoken about the players coming back um, with those key players returning. You know, we've all, we've all pretty much acknowledged that Bellerin looked a bit short of fitness or sharpness. So, Fergus, do you think that Chambers is most likely to start at right back? Uh, in fairness, uh, do you want to go to formations or not? I, I can do formations. Um, I, I've yeah, uh, yeah. I've got Leno in goal. Um, I've got Tierney because I think he looked fitter than um, uh, looked fitter than Bellerin. I've got him at left back. I've got Holding and David Louise in the centre, um, and I have got Chambers at right back. See, that, that's what that's pretty much what we're all expecting. Um, Dad, do do you think with Bellerin? Not starting as we expect. Do you think with uh, all of us thinking Chambers is going to start? Do you think that's going to switch it up in terms of the way we play in that position, from like a wing back to a more orthodox mm. right back? Listen, Chambers we know hasn't got the pace of Bellerin, and um, we know that he can get forward. I was really worried on Monday night when he got a booking because I thought, oh, this is going to be a real long night for him. But I was actually really impressed with his second half performance. I thought, out of all of us, and there wasn't many, uh, Chambers was one that I was impressed with. So I've got no problem with Chambers playing there. I think he's, as a youngster, played there for Southampton. So he's more natural to that position, perhaps, than Ainsley Maitland-Niles. So I would... Uh, expect Chambers to play I'm going to disagree with Fergus with what I expect my back four to be because I think it will be Lewis and Socrates and I think it will be Kalasinac but Chambers I agree with at right back for me but I'm not necessarily agreeing with that but that's why I expect Emery to pick Fair enough 
but but why why Socrates when we've got Holding, who's a better player? Uh, it's like we we talked about this um, on Thursday night. We 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 said. Um, and I'm not trying to take over, Johnny. Uh, we we talked about this on Thursday night. We said like about um, Socrates. We knew he was a fill-in, and Louise is almost a fill-in to a certain degree. And uh, uh, there's different players that we can see as a fill-in as this youth team progresses and moves through. Holdings back, he's fit, so you play him. Who's better uh, to go alongside him? I would say Chambers or Louise. Um, but Maitland Niles is not good enough really to do right back Chambers does better at right back than Maitland-Niles so you put Louise in that hole you see I have to disagree I think Socrates ahead of Louise because uh, Holding for me is probably our best uh, centre half yes uh, and uh, they had a, a you know a really good partnership that's already there and I don't think there's that much difference between Louise and Socrates so if you're going to split hairs and pick one over the other, it's going to be with an established relationship. Johnny, Louis, Louise comes into lots of criticism, and most of the criticism is because he makes some uh, last-minute rash tackles to give away penalties and so on uh, on the edge of the box or just inside the box. But half of that is down to him uh, the, the midfield being vacated by the likes of Shaka, etc. And not they're not tracking together. Once, I think, if, if we had a proper midfield... I, I, We've mentioned it many a time. I'd like to see Louise probably in that Shaka role, but there's other players. That can... We've got too many players for the one position, and we're mm. using a lot of players out of position. And that brings us nicely on to our next point, is the uh, mixed field. Uh, I think, and many other Gooners think, that it's actually going to be our weakness now. Uh, with midweek showing that we had a you know a nice, fresh, young... Midfield, are we in danger with Zaka coming back, um, losing a bit of the insight that we've discovered in midweek? Because uh, it's inevitable that he's going to come back. Mm. Uh, Fergus, do you think that we're going to lose a bit of the impetus and from the changes that we made? If we have Shaka in there, we're we're dead in the water. We're just like in quicksand. I'm sorry, mm. uh, uh, Shaka. He's too slow. He doesn't move the ball. He he, he has good some good qualities. Um, I'm sure off the pitch he's got lots of good qualities. Hence why he's captain. Uh, I for for the love of me, I don't know. And every other platform publication I read, nobody can understand why he's captain. Um, we talked again on Thursday night at halftime with Dave and 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 Potsy and Steve and a few of uh, other of us, and said that. Terrera should be the fulcrum, or another player, Guendouzi even, should be the fulcrum of um, our centre mid, and then push maybe um, Shaka up further in the pitch, because he can distribute a ball. Or alternatively, and more uh, uh, desirable, just drop the bloke. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see where people are coming from with Terrera. But I think we, um, me and the lads were talking before uh, about Torreira's position. And now I can see why he's being played further up. Uh, I, I don't agree with it, but I can see why. And that is to win the ball further up the pitch, which is more, you know, part of the tactical desire of Mr. Emery. And I really do think that that's why he's playing him up there. He's not necessarily the kind of DM that he likes to play with. I mean, we all know with Inzonzi 
was his main man that he wanted and he didn't get him he was he had to play with what he's given so that i i can see why but i agree that he should be you know played in the center mid um because that is you know his energy his engine is is not that of kante he hasn't got the longevity of a you know marathon runner like kante has so use him to his 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 strengths which is playing a little bit further back but mm. This mm. midfield thing is doing me in. I can't deal with it, mm. man. I know we're talking about the defence and what we think that would be. What we want it to be is not what we expect. At the moment, the midfield confuses me. Even Thursday night, Torreira was playing well, I thought, as a DM. And Ganduzi mm. come on and then he was asked to push forward again. And for me, he was clueless. And the guy looks like he's lacking confidence. I don't think he understands what he's supposed to be doing. Emery, to me, is kind of half ruining what could potentially be a really good player in Lucas Torreira. And this thing really, really frustrates me now if we're going to play Chaka we can't play Torreira if we're going to play Torreira we can't play Chaka it's one or the other for me we can't play both of them now because it's proved that it's not working for so many weeks now but Emery seems to be persistent on it now can, I'm really can, hoping can you play Guendouzi and Chaka or can you play Guendouzi and Torreira yes play Guendouzi Torreira and Ceballos or Guendouzi Torreira and Willock I actually think the midfield tomorrow will be um, Guendouzi, Chaka, and Willock because Willock come up, on, come on. I'll start again. Willock come off on Thursday night. Torreira played the full ninety, as did Ceballos. Mm. I think it'll actually be Willock who plays um, with Guendouzi and Chaka. I might be wrong, but that that was what the Thursday night subs would suggest to me, and I would be like happy with that because Torreira and Chaka cannot play together because they're being asked to swap roles, and it's not working for me. Mm. Mm. No, I no, that does actually move us swiftly on into the expected lineups. Uh, Fergus, what what do you expect Emery to to play um, in terms of a lineup? Well, I I gave my back four or five, which is Leno, uh, uh, Tierney, Holding, Lewis, uh, Louise, and um, Chambers, uh, centre holding midfielder. What do I expect or what to want? I actually wrote more or less what I think. I want rather than uh, what I expect. I went uh, Willock, Sabias, and Torreira in the midfield, and up front I went uh, Saka, Pepe, and do do be do be do Abamyang up top. <laughs> Dan, what what are you hoping for in terms of a lineup rather than what we're expecting? Uh, what I would like to see, um, and this is without Lacazette because obviously he's injured, mm. so I can only go on who's fit. I'd like to see Leno in goal. Um, I'd like to see Bellerin at right back. I'd like to see Tierney at left back. I'd like to see Holding and Chambers at the back. Um, I'd like to see Torreira holding with um, Genduzi and Ceballos. And then I'd like to see Saka, Pepe and Aubameyang. Um, but for me, it's uh, it's not going to be like that. I think I'm wishful thinking there. I really believe that the back four will come back to um, the Old Trafford. I believe it will be Chaka, uh, Genduzi, and Willock. And I think it will be the front three that I've just said. But yeah, that, listen, one thing we know about Unai Emery is you can never predict his first 11 right. It's Which always is so frustrating. There. So frustrating. Yeah. But we, we're all trying to support him, and you've got elements that are idiotic in my view um uh, come along and saying you know emery out and this that and the other um we we all could see the promise that we saw thursday night yeah. and um then you come along and look at uh it's it, it's a question i've got for the the main podcast which um is if you look at what we had thursday night 
and you compare where Man United are and they're five, six managers in, uh, you know, where and there's six seasons in, we're, we're one and a half seasons in, uh, we're in a far better place and we just got to support this guy. But I still get very confused of where he's coming from. Yeah, it's a... It's an age-old phrase, isn't it? Consistency is the mark of quality, and we haven't had a consistent lineup or consistent tactics since he started. Full stop. So I don't. The first season, pretty much everybody thought, you know, he's playing about with what he's got. Um, he didn't get to sign as many players as he wanted. He couldn't get rid of the players he wanted to get rid of. But this season, we had wholesale changes. So really that, unless he comes out at some point and says, I didn't get half the players I wanted in. I mean, we, there was room to bring in a couple more, I felt. But Did you not think, Johnny, though, that the first season he came last year, up until Christmas last year, I was really impressed. 22 games unbeaten, understood yeah. the philosophy, scoring some goals, playing out from the back, high pressure, intensity, off the ball pressure. I thought, this is refreshing. This is what we want. Changes made at half-time if it wasn't going well. He's taken off Ozil when he's not doing what he should be. And then all of a sudden it just seemed to change after the Tottenham game for me. Well, in, in, yeah. in, fair, in fairness, uh, Potsy, uh, a lot of those 22 unbeaten games were like in the League Cup, lower stages of the FA Cup, uh, uh, the Europa League. But I know it doesn't matter. You've got to win what's put in front of you. And we, exactly. we always say that. But it's still lesser. Uh, and, and you said the wheels came off, one, when holding uh, got injured. And two, when we come up against Tottenham. And, you know, I think that's when it, the going gets tough. I think the team that we've got is not ready. Well, it wasn't ready then. It looks more ready now. And I think once we get rid of, um, you know, Ozil, Shaka and a, a couple mm. of others, um, I think we've got the, the, the start and the makings mm. of something. George Graham was in the paper, wasn't he, talking about it'll take two to three yeah. seasons. Yeah. yeah. And he's, well, he's I, right. You've got, you got to look at Liverpool and that's exactly, you know, the position that they were in, in their second season. They were not mm. anywhere near. They needed that one major part that was missing. Mm. And for I us, agreed that we weren't might ready be slightly different. Season. I think, you know, we weren't ready last season. It was quite obvious to see that he was trying to use the squad towards the end of the season and wasn't getting it. But I totally got what was happening at the start of the season. I was a bit confused the last 10 games of the season and I'm very confused the first seven games of this. So Mm. it's just a lot of confusion now. And I could kind of see where he was going with it last season at the start. Now I'm a little bit confused and I'm just starting to ask some questions. Well, you you look at the likes of Brighton and even who we're going to play tomorrow, Bournemouth, um, and those managers, they're very traditional managers. You can see even uh, Graham Potter has struggled. He, he just has a game plan, and he, they, you know, he's got a solid back four, and he's got his his forward lines, and 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 they do what they do. And Eddie Howe is going to be a form formidable uh, manager and team to take on tomorrow, even though they are where they are in the league, and they're they're not in that top echelon. Yeah. When he is actually the longest serving manager in the Premier League now, isn't he? Is he now? Um, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, which is strange to think. Wow. I like it's, him. It's, it's, well, I like him a lot because he's stayed and been loyal to Bournemouth. He could have gone to an Everton or he could have gone to we a, did leave. You know, another he club did leave. that he was seen as a bigger Burnley, club. He's not, is he? 
Yeah. He, yeah. Went, he went to Burnley and then came back. Mm, yeah. It didn't work but out Burnley weren't Burnley weren't in the Prem then, were they, when he uh, when he went there? But um, no. yeah, no, he's I, I like him a lot. I think him and Sean Dyche, I think they've both been fantastic to be honest. Now I just want to give a, a, a an overview of the lineup because we uh, the lineup I'm expecting or I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm hoping Martinelli gets a start, to be honest with you. Because Saka, he felt a bit of cramp, I'm, uh, I'm reading. He's not officially injured or anything. But apparently, towards the end of the game in midweek, he was he was feeling a bit of cramp. So, I'd like to see Martinelli play in what is supposed to be his preferred position, which is left left wing. He looked great Thursday night, didn't he? Oh, he was fantastic. We, we, we his said movement it. was so good. It we was... said we said at half time again. Um, I don't know who was saying. I said I oh, was there to replace Aubameyang, um, and uh, when Aubameyang eventually goes, because he's got two or three seasons um, before he's going to be like number one, number one, mm. and um, somebody came along and said, "Oh, I wouldn't want to see." I, I can't remember. It was at half time. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, I wouldn't want to see him on on the wing." I think it was David. I, yeah, yeah, it might have been David. And then uh, when. Uh, Aubameyang was put on and Pepe was put on he was pushed to the left wing and he put that cross in to, for Sabias's mm. goal uh, yep. the, the guy's a class player but I don't I don't see him playing uh, Johnny sorry I well, hope he no, comes I'm, on at least yeah. or on the bench he's got to make something do you know what Manny said to me today I was speaking to Manny earlier and he made a bold statement about Martinelli he said that he looks like a, a cross between Tevez and Suarez <laughs> That's I a bold statement, isn't it? It's a, it's a bit too bold. It's a bit too rich for my blood, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, I can see where he's coming from, but I think with his movement... I think he's better looking. <laughs> 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 he's got better face and teeth, is that what you mean? <laughs> Listen, he's probably got better toenails. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, Johnny, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he gets some minutes. Uh, Pepe, we still, we, obviously he needs a bit more time. Um, he's got that price tag weighing heavy on his shoulders, so I'm thinking that the boot maybe... boys will be in. Don't worry, it'll it, it'll come good. I've got no I've got no doubts it'll come good at some point, but I think it's weighing quite heavy on his shoulders that uh, price tag, um, especially when you've got the youth products coming through our academy, which are performing comparatively better. I mean, it frightened the bejesus out of Van Dyke. He was the first one to dribble past him since he signed for Liverpool. Mm. Um, so there were, the glimmer is there. You know, the, the, this little rough diamond is uh, kind of retreated into his shell a little bit. Uh, it, now he's in the Premier League. You know, but he's it, playing for but the it, Arsenal. Is it a case of that we talked about Torreira earlier? Is it a case of um, Emery might be managing the good player out of him like we talked about Torreira? Uh, no, I, don't, I think with Pepe, it's a, he, he is a right winger uh, that can provide and score goals. He just needs the time, really. He didn't really have a pre-season. You know, it, it was a bit stop-start because obviously France started a little bit later than us. So he didn't really have his full pre-season and then he, we signed him pretty late in the window. So I, I agree, think, I agree. It, people just need to get off his back a little bit and actually mm-hmm. give him a bit of patience. I mean, Burkamp, Thierry Henry, all these great, great players, mm. they took a good, you know, 10, 15 games uh, to even start finding their feet. The boy has not even had, what, five full games yet. 
Mm. You know, he's the difference like, I think as well, mate. Henri and Burkamp was. I mean, it was different. I wasn't going to games as, as much then when they first. I was too young, but it didn't seem to. It just seems to me like there's a lot of fans getting on their case. And when this happened before with Andy Carroll, big move. Look what happened to him. Fernando Torres when he went to Chelsea, big move. Look what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen to Pepe. He just needs uh, to, the fans to get behind him, and he does need an, a go and open play. And if that comes tomorrow, I will be going so 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 mental. And uh, because that's what he needs, the fans to get behind him, not on his case, because that is not going to help the situation. Sometimes what I will say about him is I believe that his um, kind of body language is sometimes a little bit like a bit harsh of an Orozo, is a little bit too laid back at times. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I, and I was making that, that observation as well, yeah. Mm. So if I think that in itself, because we've already got that in the back of our minds exactly. with our, our big players, our big... Uh, expensive players are a little bit lazadaisical uh, and to see any of that in what could be a, a massive massive uh, player for us it's kind of like oh no we don't want any more of this kind of thing but I'm hoping you know, stay positive you got to stay positive and, and back him and back him and back him anyway um, looking at our opposition uh, the Bournemouth team, uh, they're without Chris Mapham. Mapham? Mapham? I don't know how you pronounce that. Their centre-half. Yeah, they're without him. He's got a calf injury. But uh, Dan Gosling is one of their more experienced players. He's been out for a couple of months with a groin problem and he, he might make a, an appearance. I don't think he will because, you know, with the mighty Arsenal, he don't he don't take those kind of risks. But they're danger men. Uh, you got Callum Wilson. We know the dangers of Callum Wilson. He's yes. big, he's strong, he's good with his feet, he's good in the air. We were linked with him. Exactly. He was linked with pretty much everybody that needed the mm-hmm. big fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Fazer, we was also linked with him. He's a, he's a good little winger, a uh, little Scottish fella. So I'm hoping Tierney will have the inside track on him. Uh, Josh King's probably one of the, 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 the best second strikers in his the His brother league. Wayne is quite good as well, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. thanks for that. Yeah, and Billing, who signed from Huddersfield um, in the summer, he's actually got kind of like a second life in the Premier League, and he's doing, I thought, really well in the last last fixture that they had. So they they're not toothless. They've got some good some good players. So there's not, yeah. we can't take it lightly because they're a good no. footballing team, and the manager's good as well. Exactly, he's he's been consistent with his tactics, consistent with the philosophy, um, mm. which is something we were talking about earlier that we were craving. Um, so we can't take him lightly. But I am really looking forward to the game, especially because it's my daughter Olivia's first ever game at the age of five. Is she feeling better now? She's feeling better now. This bug oh, that's good. been going around a lot of lot of people uh, around where we live. Um, she's she's rallying. She's. Uh, Next door with her big sister. Maybe that's what happens, Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> so she's excited. I'm excited. I've freshly cleaned and dried my my Arsenal shirt. I'm going to get her her Arsenal shirt. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that tomorrow. Um, as people will know, we'll, we'll record these as close to the the the, the day of kickoff as as we can, so we have all the up to date news. But between now and then, we don't know whether it's going to change. But I just want to encourage everybody who's listening to this podcast to join us on Tuesday. We're going to be doing a live pod at 7pm on Facebook. So uh, come and join us. You know, Put in your, your questions. Uh, let us know what you thought of uh, Sunday's match. 
and uh, get, get involved because uh, you know we're just normal Arsenal fans talking like we would down the pub just over the internet. Yep. So it's like 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 our tagline says: we this is a podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. And Johnny, just be, before we finish up. Um, we're working on some surprise, uh, some pri- some surprise guests for Tuesday night. If everything comes off, it could be um, quite a good, quite a quite quite a good and interesting podcast. We've got four, possibly six uh, guests, including myself, who I, I host the main one, as uh, as you know. Um, so yeah, it 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 could be really interesting. So we're on Facebook, and we will po- post it again also on YouTube, Twitter, uh, every platform we can think of. But um, yeah, Johnny, before you uh, close this one uh, or whatever you're going to do, I just want to say thanks very much for inviting me on, and uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, as long as you know your place, I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so lads, thanks for coming on. Um, Thanks for helping me make this uh, preview podcast a success. I think it's been pretty good. Um, and hopefully I'll speak to you at the stadium tomorrow. I'll uh, see you if tomorrow. anybody wants to come by, we usually meet at Block 5 for a beer at halftime. Feel by free the to gents' toilets. By the gents' <laughs> toilets. And hang, hanging around like the bad smell of uh, the old hybrid toilets. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to come down and say hi, feel free. And uh, we can get your half-time um, comments and we might slip it into a, a podcast coming in the week. So thanks for listening. Remember to share, review, like, tell your friends that um, Gooners just like them are just on here saying what we do. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.